Hi guys, a few thoughts on uh, Amir Khan and judgmentalism after the weekend. Fortunate enough, if you follow me on social media, you'll know to work at the Amir Khan against Samuel Vargas fight at the weekend, roller coaster night, not only in the Khan Vargas fight, where Khan climbed off the canvas uh, on one occasion to put Vargas down a couple of times, a Colombian come Canadian Vargas who moved to Canada in his teens was plucky, um, pugnacious, but ultimately prosaic, uh, didn't have too much in the end to finish off Khan when he had him in a little bit of trouble and the bell, the timing of that kind of helped. I just wanted to do a few thoughts on um, kind of judgmentalism in general after that fight and the reaction I got on social media because I was there and wrote peaceforgivemesport.com just start highlighting the intense electricity of any Amir Khan performance and that surge of electricity before he goes out to fight because of the entertainment, because of the memories. You kind of have this almost a visceral body memory is encoded in your DNA that those fights are adrenaline fueled, a kind of edge of the seat encounters, primarily because he's got fast and furious hands, super fast hands, arguably the fastest in boxing at the moment. But yet, a, a vulnerability, Vargas becoming the eighth man in Khan's professional career to put him down onto the canvas, albeit he recovered, so he did not suffer that fourth knockdown defeat, uh, but it's that potential, and whether it's physiological in Khan, that debate over a chin, is it something that people have that's different, and that some people go down easily, or is it more to do with tactics, the fact his chin rides up, is it more to do with perhaps he rushes in doesn't get out of danger quickly enough doesn't protect himself enough but either way there's that sign of just uh intensity and emotional electricity around his performances that you felt before he came out the weekend strange night all around sam eggington who's supposed to be on the cusp of a big match moved up to welterweight was linked with brandon rios not sure that will happen because that was mooted for september 22nd just 10 days away now but he got beaten by makashinwa who was uh uh tanzanian uh, quarry worker who spends his day in the African sun chipping away and he's um, quite quite an inspiring story actually he's fighting for his brothers and sisters who he has to financially be responsible for after his parents died pretty early on he's just 23 years of age and he upset Eggington who was a local lad or just down the road from Birmingham in Stourbridge but yeah after the car fight it was interesting because I wrote a piece for givemesport.com which you can read via my Instagram profile ed underscore draper81 or indeed the link will be somewhere down on my tweets on my uh, Twitter, Ed Draper 81 But just talking about the entertainment that Khan offers and that compelling fact, and it's underscored by the fact, and people will say it was because it was after the England football match, but Amir Khan's fight with Vargas at the weekend was the most viewed, highest number of viewers uh, of a subscription channel showing boxing ever in the UK on Sky Sports, which is pretty impressive stuff and I think a testament to the fact the former silver medalist in the Olympics in 2004 as a teenager just 17 years of age Commonwealth champion at lightweight uh, two belt world champion at light welterweight and now undefeated still at welterweight forget that because he stepped up to fight Canelo at effectively light middleweight um, but he's undefeated as welterweight he had these kind of topsy-turvy encounters knockouts defeats to Bradis Prescott he kind of Titanic battle against Marcus Maidana, um, pretty harrowing defeat to Danny Garcia when he started well in that fight, and then of course that shuddering knockout against uh, Canelo. So he's a big draw. But there's a lot of vitriol on social media afterwards that I kind of received and saw, talking about how Khan has to fight Kell Brook, his long-term British nemesis, or he's 
you know, not worthy of anything. He's a, he's a nobody, he's weak, he's vulnerable, he's got a glass chin, all this kind of stuff. And I just thought, A, it was disrespectful to a guy with a distinguished CV who's got incredible talent that most of us could never dream of emulating in terms of his hand speed, his footwork, his skill set. But more for the people doing that judging as well. I talked about football fandom on here before with Tom White and how that negatively affects people week on week, kind of highs and lows of being affected by something beyond them uh, for people who are football fans and how that result on a Saturday can determine their mood for the weekend and how does that work in terms of that interplay between sport and life which is what I'm interested in and those emotions and how it affects your relationships with other people in your life and your general experience of life and how you let those external things get to you and just the way that people get whipped up into these kind of righteous rages is bizarre around other people's lives and how people sort of determine that Hamir Khan despite having fought pretty much everyone he could fight and now his alternative may be to fight Manny Pacquiao an eight weight a world champion and former opponent of Amit, or former stablemate, I should say, of Amir Khan's and fellow uh, trainer under Freddie Roach, who was his coach and was guided Pacquiao to a lot of that success. If he was to choose that, which is his own free will, and at this stage of his career, at 31 years of age, and perhaps after the damage he suffered physiologically in the ring, hasn't got that much that he'd like to risk uh, that much longer. Perhaps he's warranted that right. It's interesting people have that judgment, and I think it's not necessarily good for the people making that judgment and also there's a lot of evidence now that if you make a lot of judgments of people you're unlikely to be an achiever in the sense that if you make a lot of judgments you then fear subconsciously that you will be judged in the same way so perhaps it prohibits you from being a doer and a a mover and a shaker a creator um it goes back to i think a comment of theodore roosevelt a statement about how the glory goes to the man in the arena and i'm a big respecter of that actually in the sense that i think particularly in boxing the courage which is the ability to do something in the presence of fear, I think is the definition. I think any boxer has that fight or flight adrenaline when the call to the ring comes. However, their ability and their record, whether it's a winning record or a losing record, whether they're champions or not, I think it demands respect from those of us lay people. I think it's more wholesome to have a kind of more calm and thoughtful opinion and analysis of the situation. And perhaps you want Kel Brook as a Brit to, to fight Amir Khan. It's a spectacle a stadium showdown and a, a long debated head-to-head even though Amir Khan's usually fought at a lower weight and I think you know ultimately respect Amir Khan's choice and he's been a not only a great sporting ambassador for Britain but I think culturally as well you know he made his debut shortly after the July 7 bombings in London as a British Muslim when tensions were going high and he's been a spokesperson for British Muslims he's united the culture and just shown that people are people ultimately hasn't he? he's he follows Ramadan, adapts his training to that. He follows halal diet. But at the same time, he's a Bolton Wanderers fan. And he's a man of the people. He's been on celebrity television, which is a very much a quintessentially British thing to do, isn't it, these days? Um, but I fascinate. I just wonder what you think about that, that judgmentalism and how you feel about it and whether you think it's healthy to you and partake. There's a lot of righteousness on some radio shows you hear as well. People talking about on the radio today about how bad Eric Dyer was and kind of su- supposing these are lay people, amateur footballers maybe in their spare time, but not professional footballers, talking about how Eric Dyer, you know, just passes sideways and backwards for England. And I thought, well, Eric Dyer was probably the best player at his school in Portugal. In fact, I think he was. I heard someone talk about that, how he's best probably in areas and regions of Portugal and he's always been a star player. And to denigrate that, I think sometimes we underestimate and disrespect the level that professional sports people achieve and the dedication they have, even if they're not the best sports people in their position or their profession uh, I think it's uh, I think it's peculiar to, to have this kind of 
absolutism and this kind of denigration and sort of rejection of people and this anger and where does the anger come from it's not our lives is it we should value it maybe judge, maybe offer opinion and, and, and deconstruct performances and intellectual kind of debate but the emotion and the vitriol and the anger seems bizarre to me that <laughs> people get annoyed by other people's performances to that point and how how does that affect their lives the people doing the judging yeah but get in touch uh, ed draper 81 i'd love to hear from you ed underscore draper 81 on twitter on instagram sorry if you are new to uh, this i'm a sports broadcaster in the uk interviewing predominantly footballers and boxers or people connected to the two interested in the interplay of sport and life what how sport informs life, what it can teach us, the metaphor for life, particularly in things like boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up. Why do we identify sport? Why do we spend so much of our time, our money and our lives thinking about it? Um, but yeah, I hope you're well. Enjoy the build-up to the Joshua fight. Go into that one 22nd and hope to get some more interviews on here soon. has been a while since uh, leaving an audio post, but if you enjoy it and you like these kind of pieces, then do get in touch. Let me know because... I can always uh, get your tweets and, and read the comments out here as well. In the meantime, while I'm waiting to get an interview, because my day job is quite demanding. It's uh, quite time-consuming as well. Sports broadcaster for a channel, Sky Sports News, in the UK, which is a national sports news service on TV. Um, but yeah, guys, appreciate you listening. Any feedback, do get in touch, and I'll speak to you soon. Any ratings as well? I've got a rating system now. I think it's had enough ratings to get... A score of five which is amazing really appreciate that so if you could head to itunes and rate it it'd be fantastic and have a wonderful week cheers bye